Hey, I'm Jordan. And I'm Victoria. And you're listening to the Absolutely Imperfect Podcast, where two friends talk about their lives and how imperfect it all really is. Welcome to the conversation. Welcome back. Welcome back. (laughs) We're here to the next episode. There's my accent. (laughs) I'm nervous. I feel like, I don't know. It's been a minute. It feels like it's been a minute. It feels I don't know like why. It's been a minute. <laughs> but here we are. Yeah. Back Thank you well. to everyone who listened to our first episode. That means so much to yes. us. Yes. Everyone keeps telling me that they've listened and it just warms my heart and it makes me so happy. Thank you for the support, guys. Genuinely. It just, yeah. For real. For real. We're not just saying that because it's a podcaster's rule to thank their listeners, True. but seriously. I don't even know the rules if I'm being honest. <laughs> Are there rules? I don't care. We're throwing out the window and we're embracing the absolutely imperfect. We don't podcast. care about we don't care about rules. But thank you for coming back. Yes. And today, what are we gonna talk about today? We're talking about drum roll, please. I'm terrible with drum rolls. <laughs> I know. I was like, I'm like, I'm struggling here. I don't know if you even know if it picks up, but um, I guess we'll find out. But um, we're talking about uh life changes. Mm. Life changes and life transitions. Life, yes, which whatever you want to label it, but changes in general. Yes, that's what the topic is today. <laughs> awesome. So I'm excited. Just, We've both been yeah. through a lot of changes yeah. lately. So this yeah. is this last is a was, hot topic, yeah, as you say. <laughs> last week was my um my emotional roller coaster of a week. I would like mm. to yeah um, that was a yeah and time. this week is mine so. Yeah. This is so exciting. (laughs) Our lives are full of all sorts of content. Yeah, there was a lot of tears on this couch shed from my side (laughs) Um, last week. um, Yeah, yeah. and then me this week. We're doing great. Um, We're doing great. (laughs) This couch is quickly becoming our sanctuary. Yes, yes, she is. She's doing well. She's she's swell. (laughs) If anyone was wondering, (laughs) she's soaking up all the tears. (laughs) She's like a giant sponge. It's great. Yes, yes. she's very comfortable. um, I might add, uh, as a uh, what what should we call it? The Z bedding situation. <laughs> Z bedding situation. <laughs> so life transitions. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> we just were going on a tangent there. <laughs> we forgot you were listening, honestly, for a second. Um, yeah. So you, I mean, probably the biggest life transition that you've gone under recently is moving from Chicago, moving from New York back to Chicago. I mean, you could uh, argue moving to New York. And then coming back to Chicago, yeah, while six there, months later, and then yeah, and then moving back to Chicago, yeah, that was a great time. Um, that yeah, that was huge life transition. Excuse me. Um, yeah, I mean, there was a lot happening in New York that grew me, and then there was, you know, once moving back, it's. I was also flying under the radar. You can, quote unquote, say. What, I didn't coming t- back. Yeah, I oh, coming yeah. back from You're New York. Kind of like a ninja on that. Well, yeah, I was. Even me when I went to pick you up, people were like, "Oh, what are you up to?" I'm like, "In Manhattan." And they're like, "What? <laughs> what?" I'm like, yeah, you know, just decided to pop on over for a visit, <laughs> pick Here up some are. cargo. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I was really like flying under the radar. I guess just adjusting myself, my situation, kind of my feelings and. Going through all that, it was a sense of sadness because mm. I, I wanted to live in New York, but at the same time, there was a sense of 
not freedom, but like this is the right decision. This is the right thing for me. Um, yeah. So there was a lot of happiness at the same time. So there's a lot of mixed emotions. But yeah, ultimately, after about what? How, how long have I been back? Two months now? A little over two months, no? Uh, well, you, I went and picked April. you up over no. President's Day weekend, so February. So yeah. like middle of February. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so almost two months. Almost two, almost months, two months, yeah. Cool, okay, awesome. Well, almost two months in. I'm happy to be back. There's still moments that I miss, but here we are. Well, so it's weird, right? If you didn't come back, we wouldn't be doing this. That is true. A lot of things wouldn't be happening if I didn't come back. A lot of things. Like, also, well, for you living at my place on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan has um, uh, custody of me, as she jokes. But we, we've, I think I've mentioned this before. That's I don't even know. Honestly, listening back to episode one, I was like, oh, yeah, I said that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah that happens a lot to mm-hmm. me that's a huge adjustment too sure just did like, d- it's on the internet forever yeah. <laughs> doing this podcast is a, a huge adjustment because i mean i've never done something like this before the closest thing i can relate it to is my youtube channel but that doesn't which you should go follow no nope. watch all of the gems that no. she has on there yeah. victoria costman oh wait i can't do that <laughs> it's on the internet, <laughs> it's on the internet. <laughs> but so what yeah. do you think is was the biggest struggle for you in that transition? Because you said there was lots of happiness, but there was also sadness. Like, what was one of the most challenging things in making that transition to moving back home? Not having a job. Mm. The way I said job was really funny. Job. <laughs> I needed to get a job. She lived in New York, friends. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Sorry, I just realized what you just did there. <laughs> it just processed. <laughs> Second late, but here we are. Um, yeah, I would say the job security part, not having that, mm. was a big toll, I guess. And then, you know, putting that stress on my mom and, you know, that yeah. was a whole other transition. My mom's husband recently left. Um after an ultimatum that he received from her and you know that was that was a whole thing for you know it was nice to come back to an environment where he wasn't there because mm. I did feel a little uncomfortable in that environment if we're being completely honest here which we always will be and yeah so that was that was I guess a more positive change mm. but it was also in a way, learning how to reconnect with my family in a different way that wasn't like virtual, even though I've lived with them, you know, for what was it, 21 uh, years prior to that, it still felt different for some reason. Yeah. Did you find it. that it was different because you felt you changed while you lived in New York? Yeah, that's, pro- that's probably a big reason. Yeah. But also after, you know, before I moved, when my mom's husband you know, moved in and whatnot, that created a divide. And then, you know, I was always striving for a better relationship with my mom after that. But yeah, it just was hard because he was there. And so, you know, when he was gone, it was almost like, you know, the three of us again. Yeah. And then now more recently, which was part of the reason why my week last week was so challenging, I'm going to say, uh, is because he came back recently. So, yeah, retransitioning again <laughs> um, to that. So, but yeah. 
How about you, Jordan? Let's get into you for a little bit. Because I feel like I've been in the hot seat for a little. I'm sweating a little. You know how it is. If, if I would, wasn't sweating, I'd be worried, honestly. <laughs> I did not re- reapply to perpetual perspiration happening <laughs> when we it's record. The nerves. It's the nerves. It's the nerves. <laughs> Gosh, well, my entire life has been full of transitions. Mm. I've moved around a lot mm. in my life. I mean, I lived in Brooklyn for a while in 2014. Just kidding. 2015. See, it's all a blur. They yeah. all mash together eventually. I get it. I get it. Um, and New York, if you've never been to New York, that's one thing. But if you've never lived in New York, because the whole other forest thing. New York is vastly different from someone who lives there. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's the kind of city, like Chicago, when I moved to Chicago, I didn't find myself changing culturally. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I picked up a lot of Midwest vernacular. Mm-hmm. Like one of the biggest things is the whole in a minute. Yeah. And a Chicagoan will say in a minute. And it's not actually a minute. <laughs> it's not. And sometimes I forget that when people say, oh, yeah, I'll get to you in a minute. And then three hours pass. Yeah. And I have to remind myself, no, a minute doesn't actually mean a minute. Usually it it signifies a longer period of time. <laughs> like, whoa, it's been a minute. It's been yeah. a minute since I've had me a cappuccino. Like whatever it is. Very accurate. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, some other things that are very culturally Chicago. Mm-hmm. But New York, it changes you. Like it yeah. ingrains this kind of grit in you mm-hmm. that you didn't have before. Because there's a heart, like as as beautiful as New York is, it's the kind of city that will chew you up and spit you out. Yes. <laughs> Very much so. And like people, like we romanticize New York. Oh, I romanticize the living existence out of New York. <laughs> and some of those, you know, r- romances <laughs> came true. But a lot of them were like, whoa, sis back up, <laughs> like snap back into it. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, just had to interject. No, no. <laughs> well, because you now have experience. That. Yes, yes. And you <laughs> Like New York has the Broadway and Times Square and it's always Flashy, so, there's flash. no place like New York, New York. Like there's no place like New York, mm-hmm. but that's also like the tough side of New York. Mm-hmm. There is no place like New York. Yeah. Um, And so that definitely was a transition because after Brooklyn, so first of all, I lived in Guatemala from Guatemala. I moved back in with my parents and then within a month. No, a couple months because then I had a job near my parents Mm -hmm. and then I got a job in Brooklyn and I moved to Brooklyn and then from Brooklyn, I moved to Boston. So many jumps. And then from Boston, I've been, keep up guys, keep up. (laughs) There's a lot. I've been, I've been around. Um, and I spent a short period on the West coast. Um, and then I lived on the Cape. Don't suggest that. (laughs) At all. Hard pass. Cape Cod in Massachusetts is another one of those places that gets really romanticized. Mm-hmm. And Cape Cod is very specific. It's it's very much for specific kinds of people. Mm-hmm. Like people that I've met that are Cape Cod people, they are a very specific flavor of human being. Mm. And that's not a bad thing. Being. Got you. It's just, <laughs> oh yeah, you I can see that you <laughs> sorry. <laughs> That was so weird. 
So we're back. Welcome After, back. I'm I'm trying so hard to keep it together, guys. <laughs> and <laughs> thank you for that stand quick standby. Oh my gosh. Like I'm I'm physically crying. <laughs> and I'm trying so hard to not keep laughing because honestly, like we we blipped that out because that was 5 minutes straight yeah. of me not being able to stop laughing. I'm pretty sure I stopped breathing for a second there. But we're back. We're oh back. Oh, um, that, so that was a very so necessary, uh, I would say, a roughly five minute cut. Uh, it was just us laughing. You couldn't understand a thing because it was <laughs> laugh talk. You know, you know that laugh talk where it would have been really yeah. awkward. Yeah. Like, imagine someone's listening to the like podcast. they're driving and they just hear us going off. And they're sitting at a red light and someone looks over and all they hear is just hysterical <laughs> laughter coming from their car. I mean, you know, it's very joy inducing, but yes, we just thought it was best to just executive decision made. Edit Done. that out. We left the gold so you could experience what my mouth we fart. started laughing about for five minutes straight. Yes. We made it through that one. Beautiful. But yes, going back to what you were talking about, if we can remember, if sorry, if we can't, but Cape Cod. Oh, so Cape Cod is very specific to specific people. They're mm-hmm. not bad people mm-hmm. at all, you know, but know living there, it's yeah. a totally different vibe. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you know, so I lived there and then, and then from there I moved to Chicago and Chicago, it wasn't really a big transition because I visited here multiple times and I had a job in Boston back in 2015 where I traveled with the family that I worked for to Chicago because they lived there full time Mm -hmm. and that's the family that I work for now. So Coming into Chicago, I knew the family, I knew my job, I knew where I was going to live. Like there were a lot of things that lined up for me. Yeah. And I recognized how blessed I was in this transition, which was huge for me because a lot of my transitions were hard. Yeah. You know, because I had to work out a lot of details or I mean, when I left Brooklyn, it was horrible. Like (laughs) I had to get out of the space that I was living in in a matter of two hours. Oh. Typ- typical New York fashion. <laughs> and um, I had to take an Uber and my debit card had expired. And so I couldn't use it to get a rental car. Oh, boy. So I had to call my credit card company and like get an increase because I was just in a really terrible way financially at that point. Yeah. And, you know, like it was a whole mess. And then I didn't have money for tolls. So I had to like run through the tolls. And I just like, there was one point where I pulled over onto the side of the road and I just cried. Oh. I just sobbed. Uh, probably something I would do. Yeah. <laughs> Great time. <laughs> yeah. So I'm definitely not a stranger, I guess yeah. you could say. To, to moving transitions. To moving transitions. Yeah. And I'm currently in a very, I'm still low key out of breath. From laughing so hard. My body is like in shock. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm in a really hard transition right now because I started grad school. Mm-hmm. Insert applause. Um, th- thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. And this is a, a harder transition than I ever expected yeah. because it requires of me a level of discipline that I've never had to care about having. Yeah. You know, and it's not just grad school. It's working close to 60 hours a week at my day job. It's 
launching a brand. It's this podcast, which this podcast isn't stressful, mm-hmm. but it's still a commitment of time. Yeah. You know, and then once you commit to it in the sense that it's out there mm-hmm. to where they're, they're not that I think we have hundreds of people like waiting with bated breath for the next episode, but there's still an expectation. Yeah. Um. So it's those things combined with, oh, so after my first class, I have two papers due, a 20 minute presentation, six chapters of reading, workbook stuff to get through, mm-hmm. a quiz, two discussion boards, all in one week. While running a brand, filming podcast or recording podcast episodes and working 60 hours a week. Yeah. Great, great transition that you got. And then somewhere navigate, in there, I'm supposed so. to find time for myself. Yeah. I'm supposed to maintain my relationships. Yeah. I'm supposed to spend time with God, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that shouldn't be, I don't want to make it sound like I'm supposed to. I I want to, yeah. you know. Um, and it's hard. Yeah. Understandably so. Like my brain went from moving at a steady clip of like, I don't know, maybe 80 miles per hour to suddenly I'm at NASCAR speeds Mm -hmm. and I feel like my thoughts are tripping over themselves. Mm -hmm. And so this transition is really hard because I've gone through being fired from a job. I've gone through not being able to find a job and not know how to pay my bills. I've gone through losing the place that I was living. I've Mm -hmm. gone through breakups and all these different things. And this is just a transition that I've never come across before. Yeah. Because I've never been here. Yeah. It's you know? tough. It's tough. Yeah. There's almost a level of once you've had so many breakups, mm. you get into a rhythm of, okay, how do I, how do I heal? How do I move forward? Mm-hmm. How do I let go? Mm-hmm. You know, so you have steps that you can take and experiences you can draw upon. Moving. I had a lot of experiences with that. Yeah. Financial hardships. <laughs> I've had a lot of experience with that. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I don't have any experience in. So I feel at any moment you might fall and you won't yeah. know how to pick yourself up. I feel very overwhelmed. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, un- again, I know I just use this word, but understandably so. Like it's it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. So it's not easy. Yeah. And it just, there's a different tone to it mm-hmm. because I care. Yeah. You know, I care about this degree and mm-hmm. this degree is so dense. Like yeah. for everybody who's listening, I'm going to um, going through a graduate program to, for clinical mental health studies to be a therapist. And I have wanted to be a therapist for a long time. Mm-hmm. I have always felt very drawn and called to this profession. And so there's a great deal of care that mm-hmm. I have behind this. And the information is so dense. And for me, the way I learn, I have to reread it multiple times and then speak it out and talk about it and take notes and study it for to get into my brain for in a long term sense, you know. And so I've been experiencing a great deal of anxiety of nothing sticking. Mm -hmm. And so this is definitely the hardest transition I've gone through in terms of life transitions. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think this... uh, my most previous breakup is really hard, mm-hmm. but that was just because I was coming out of a really screwed up relationship. Yeah. So there was a lot of, there was a lot of mental, emotional, and spiritual damage done during that time. So it was really transitioning back into like, who am I? Yeah. And how am I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
and what is left of me after this relationship. Um, but yeah, I think, I think this is definitely the biggest transition I've gone through. And it probably seems so trivial, right? Like it, it sounds trivial almost of like, you're just going to grad school and you're just busy. Yeah. But I'm also in a place in my life where I really care about investing into my relationships as from episode one, we talked about mm -hmm. that consistency and showing up for people. And I'm feeling like I, I have felt my time shrink. Yeah. You know, and, and I, today, just today, before we recorded all of this, you were gone, you weren't here. Mm. Um, I just had this wave of anxiety of, oh my gosh, I have so many people I have to reach out to. Mm. I have so many people I have to text and check in with and make sure they're okay and see how they're doing. Yeah. Are there things that I can help them with? But then I had to ask myself, can you even help them? Yeah, are you at the capacity? Right. To do that? And then I felt suddenly, and then I suddenly felt very helpless. Mm. Like, what do you have to offer people? And it was just this massive wave of like, oh my gosh, yeah. like anxiety overload and your mind being jumbled by that anxiety. Right. And yeah. then I'm reading about Freud and psychoanalytic theory, and mm. and I'm just like, oh. So it, it, it's it's like I feel like my my brain is gonna pop. Yeah. But then I'm also, I would be lying if I said I didn't have a concern about the health of my relationships moving forward. Yeah. Because I, I want to, I think we all want to think we can do it all. Oh, yeah. And then you start adding all these things. I'm guilty of this. You start adding all these things to your plate and then you start trying to, it's like getting really heavy and things are starting to overflow. So you're, you can't see the motion that I'm showing right now, but I'm like pretending like I'm holding a plate and it's just getting heavier. And then you start tilting one way because it's, you, you overload it. And so then eventually things start falling off in a negative way. And, you know, I'm definitely guilty of that, of doing too much all at once. And it never ends well for me. Right. And it's a happens. lot easier to add things onto your plate versus yes. taking, taking them, them off. off. Yes. So good. And and I just, I get stuck in that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And I think, I don't know, maybe you could really encapsulate all that I'm going through is I'm just transitioning into being a bona fide adult. Mm. Great word. I wonder if you can hear the airplane. That's that's a big one. <laughs> that, oh, that's a big one. That's a big airplane outside. Um. Yeah, I think I'm just transitioning into being an adult. Mm. But then again, you you could argue being an adult isn't all just busyness and stress and anxiety. It's not meant to be that way. But it's just coming into a place in life where you are hyper-disciplined, where you have this incredibly strict routine. Mm -hmm. It's like, this day I do this, and this day I do that. And these are the blocks of time I have available for just hanging out and being a human mm -hmm. being. Because I I really, I'm like, I, I have no choice but to completely drown in my schoolwork in order for it to get all done. Yeah. And then, you know, we're heading into launch of my brand, which I'm still not going to talk about it. <laughs> I mentioned it in the first episode, I'm pretty sure, mm -hmm. but we're not going to talk about it yet. Oh. Um, <clears throat> oh my God, all that laughing, like my, I'm, I'm all messed up in my throat, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think 
I really feel like I'm transitioning. I'm just walking through this live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, I think that, that's why my thoughts are so jumbled right now because I've had a hellish three days. Mm-hmm. And it's been a lot. Yeah, that's understandable. And I was going to say to your point where you were saying, you know, reaching a certain level of adulthood and it it's always hard, you know, to, I guess, gauge that in a way because there's so many people on this earth and everybody's schedule is different and everyone's lifestyle is different. Everyone's routines are different. Yeah. What people are doing is all different, but there's most definitely a lot, I feel, adults that, you know, have this, you know, hyper um, scheduled or very detailed hour by hour, like, you know, schedules essentially. I don't know why that took me so long to get there, but, you know, schedules that they have to get, they have to get to, they have to stick with because that's the life that they live or season that they're in or, you know, chapter moment, whatever word you want to use. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it all just depends. I mean, I definitely felt uh, there was one time where I was working three jobs at once and I was still doing architecture school. Um, and that required me to be very disciplined in my schedule and I had to be very strict with my time and, yeah, you know, what I allotted for versus what I didn't and so on and so forth. So, yeah, it just depends. Now I would say you could say that, you know, it's different for me now where I have more freedom to schedule stuff out versus where you're at now where you have to be strict with, you know, how much yeah. time. Well, I remember forever ago, four score in seven years, mm-hmm. um, when it was in my early 20s. I was working seven days a week and doing full-time college classes, Mm -hmm. two jobs, seven days a week, Mm -hmm. full-time college classes. And oddly enough, I wasn't overwhelmed. Hmm. And I was talking to a friend today. You were in the room. I don't know why I'm recounting this like you weren't there. (laughs) And I was joking that I really need to tap into that person that could work multiple jobs, do classes, and like party i Mm. i had this wild life yeah sorry to my parents who are catching wind of this but you know like i'd be up till 4 a.m i'd sleep for four hours get the bus to school and do classes and then i would work and i had a job on the weekends and like it it was it was crazy but somehow i didn't feel tired or bogged down or overwhelmed. Yeah, that's a good point. When I was, I was a weird breath. And I'm sorry. <laughs> when I was younger, I, 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 same. And I could like stay up later. When I could I do was all these younger. things. No, I'm serious. Like I know, I know you're being serious. It just, I just suddenly yeah. feel very old. Sorry. <laughs> no, keep going. You could stay up really late because it's valid. Yeah, and now I, I just can't do that. I'm just, just wait till you get to my age. <laughs> <laughs> S-H-I-T <laughs> oh, but it, it's true that you look back I mean it was even worse when I was a teenager yeah. I mean my friends and I we'd be up ridiculously late 
Mm. I mean, you could honestly argue it was ridiculously early because we'd be up till 4 a.m. Sometimes we'd be out all night, Mm. you know, and it wasn't always in a partying sense. Sometimes it was just us being a bunch of teenagers screwing around. Yeah. In areas where we really shouldn't have. Yeah. So I don't don't know. I don't know how how people still can do that. I don't know. Burnout is real. (laughs) And once you hit that burnout, oof, is it hard to come back from it? Well, I felt a burnout probably, I don't even know, probably three weeks ago at this point. Like I felt legitimate burnout, borderline depression. Yeah. I had no motivation to do anything. Mm -hmm. Everything that was on my plate was overwhelming. And I just froze with this, what if I screw this up? Yeah. Or I don't want to do this. This is the last thing I want to be doing right now. And I couldn't figure out why I was in such a funk. And I acquitted it to being depressed. And that threw me for a loop because it's been a while since I've been depressed. And I would argue that I, uh, it sounds pretentious to say, but I, a lot of this is really coming out of all of the work that I've done in the last year. Mm-hmm. I really, I feel like I am the healthiest mentally and spiritually that I've ever been in my life. Mm-hmm. And I say that confidently because I've put in a lot of work to get yeah. to this point. So feeling depressed was shocking to me because mm. I'm like, why are you depressed? Yeah. And I seriously was asking myself that question of why are you feeling depressed, Jordan? Mm-hmm. You're sleeping eight hours a night. You love your job. Your job isn't stressful like my day job. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is because I have such a beautifully healthy work environment. Yeah. You work a lot of hours, but it's not stressful, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really confusing. And someone suggested to me, are you like, do you feel burnt out? Like how, how, how much are you actually resting? Yeah. Rest is very important. Yeah. And I had to take inventory of all my time and where I was investing it. And I realized, no, wow, I wasn't really having a day of rest Mm. or allowing myself period. Like even now I couldn't tell you the last time I did something that I just wanted to do yeah. that didn't involve a TV. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah. yeah that didn't hard. involve school, brand, creative projects, a writing project. Like I couldn't tell you the last time I just did something that I wanted to do and not care about how much time I was investing into it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the hardest part of this transition is realizing how much of my life has changed yeah and with everything that i'm doing as much as i love it all i there's almost a part of me that's grieving Mm -hmm. my old life that was so full of freedom in the sense of i had all this time Mm -hmm. to just do whatever and not care about deadlines not care about dates of any kind coordination Mm -hmm. or logistics and all this other stuff i was just free i worked And then I was free. I wanted, I mean, granted, a lot of that was before the pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. But even then, like, even in the pandemic, I would at least go out for drives. That was like my pandemic activity Mm -hmm. last summer was I would just go for drives and I would just meander aimlessly and discover places. I'd take my camera. I couldn't tell you the last time I did that mm-hmm. and not cared that I was doing it. Like I didn't yeah. sit there and leverage it out of, well, you know, I have like, like 30 minutes to do this. Right. Yeah. Or you only have 
you know maybe at, at this point you you might have to do that like if you because you're so busy you might have to be like okay i'm allowing allotting myself 30 minutes to go sit in your in the yard just stare at the sky i don't know you know you unfortunately that you might have to do that you know f- schedule your your self-care you know day um your mental health day like whatever you want to label that label it as or even hour you know yeah you might have to start doing that because of where you're at but don't grow up kids (laughs) just i mean you probably would argue that i'm still a kid but (laughs) i wouldn't argue honestly though and like we'll talk about this in another topic but you are one of the most mature 22 year olds i've ever met oh (laughs) thank you (laughs) Thank you, thank you. But- really? Because I'm I've met a lot of 22 year olds that think they're mature, mm. but they're not. Mm. They might be mature in some areas, but other ways they're not. Socially, you are very mature, and I've seen nothing but growth in you mm. in the last year. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you that for those kind words. That's very, very sweet. Yeah. So I don't ever think about our age gap. Yeah. Because yeah, you've also experienced a lot of things that we have common ground on. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? That's true. And we won't get into those now. But. We won't get into those things now, but which is such a tease. Tune in next time. Ha, ha, ha. Got that cliffhanger and we can end now. I'm just kidding. But, um, you know, I just want to talk about, you know, kind of bring it back into the topic mm-hmm. in a way. Um, Please. The differences between different type of transitions. So there's one that you choose to go into, for example, yours, where you chose to go to grad school and ones that you're forced to go into. Mm. So, you know, different ways, I guess, to navigate those is always interesting. For example, with um, the one I can think of most recent right now in the hot seat. (laughs) Um, That you put yourself in. That I put myself in. Exactly. Thank you very much, Vic. Um, (laughs) You're welcome. Um, (laughs) uh, You know, when my dad passed away, that was a huge transition that I had to, you know, overcome. and. I'm not I'm not going to become that person that mentions my dad dying every single episode, I promise. But um, that um, that was a huge transition for well, me. First of all, pause. <laughs> this seems to, I did this in the first one. What? Like, who cares? You're right. But Honestly, I also don't want to be that person. You know, like, I don't know. I, don't I, mean, know. I, I get like that. Yeah. Personally, you don't want to be that person. Yeah. But like, I don't. Personally, I don't <laughs> give a crap if people find it annoying that you mm-hmm. want to talk about one of the most monumentous moments in someone's life, which is the passing of a parent or a, a dearly loved one. Mm-hmm. Like, you. that's garbage. I'm sorry. <laughs> and if you're listening and you're like, ugh, she mentioned that in the first episode, you feel free to uh, just tune out. <laughs> just follow somebody else. Because mm-hmm. honestly, like, we do that. Like, whether it's a trauma of any kind, mm-hmm. we don't want to be those people that talk about it, but it's how you talk about it. You talk about it in a way where you're talking about what you've learned from it, how you've grown from it, and you being willing to talk about what you went through when your dad died is like, that's going, you're going to be able to connect with so many people on that because there are a lot of people that don't talk about it because they're afraid they're going to make people feel uncomfortable Mm. or that like, oh, I don't want to be that person that mentions my 
father who passed away. Mm-hmm. So okay, well, that was a great intermission. <laughs> like, so thank you don't, for that. Don't ever. Thank and from you. this side of the couch, just get out of here. If you're gonna be annoyed <laughs> that she's gonna talk about this, because that's that's such a like don't don't think that way. Mm-hmm. I, as your friend, I don't want you to think that you can't talk about something that was a huge moment in your life. Mm-hmm. And well, that honestly you. catapulted you into a lot of things. Like as you just said, like you were forced into a transition of navigating life without your dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally like that silence was, like, that's was my <laughs> facial expression right now is like, yeah. And I'm sorry if at any point anybody in your life made you feel like you didn't have space to talk about that. But as long as you're sitting on my couch with a mic in your face or not in your face. (laughs) You're talking about it. (laughs) There's space here to talk about it. Like, that's just. Well, thank you. Like appalled. Like, who would ever make anybody feel, whether it's conscious or subconscious, Mm. feel like they can't talk about this moment in their life. And I think it's your tone of how you talk about it. Mm. You don't have a tone that is like, like, I don't ever feel like, oh, Here you we don't go drag again. me down. You know, I never feel yeah. like, oh, my God, well, they're dead dad. Like, we get it. Move on. We got it. <laughs> you know, like, I yeah. never feel that way. Mm. And every time you talk about him, there's a new piece of you that I get to see. Mm. Because because well, I changed him. so much from that point. Right. And you, yeah. you bring him up in different avenues of different things. And mm. like, yeah. And granted, everyone listening here, this is only the second time they've listened to us talk Mm -hmm. or however many times this is. But it's like that matters, Mm -hmm. you know, that that you talk about it. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Well, thank you. Yeah, you may continue. (laughs) (laughs) I got really fired up about that. That was a very motivational speaker moment. (laughs) I loved it. I loved it. And if you're listening and you have had someone that you love dearly pass and you don't feel like you have the freedom to talk about it like let's talk about it yeah. let's talk about it like yeah. you, you deserve know our socials space at this point yeah to yeah. talk about these things and to be heard so you can process your emotions and yeah. process your growth and what you've learned on the other side of that or maybe you're someone who you had a parent that left like yeah. whatever any situation experience yeah. and this isn't just the future therapist talking this is just me as a human being like Every single person deserves the space mm-hmm. to talk about something as much as they need to talk yeah. about it. Well, because here's the thing. I didn't get to really talk about it when it happened. Well, here you Very are. Very much internalized it. Yeah. And that did not end well at all. Yeah. I exploded, essentially. You can say, obviously not physically, but just metaphorically Metaphorically speaking, speaking yes. And there was a lot of ugly, like, catching my breath cries. And because I didn't have anyone to talk about it. And not that, you know, I had, you know, a few friends here and there. But like we talked about in the first episode, a a good amount left. And that isn't me, you know, that is partly to do with me pushing them away. But also I was different I changed and I completely understand like they didn't know how to relate to what I was going through and it becomes hard so I understand that too and I I don't have any anger towards them or anything like that you know that was they were in my life for a certain part and now they're not and they weren't during that time and that's perfectly okay um 
But yeah, what I was going with that, um, where was my train of thought for? Oh, right, right. I was forced into that situation, mm. into that transition, not situation, to that transition of, you know, it, it is, there is a backstory where I wasn't super close with my dad, but still he was my dad. He was there, you know, he showed up to those soccer games. He was the man in the corner yelling at me to do whatever I needed to do. Did he yell at you in Polish? Yes. and it was i was like dude no but you know deep down i always loved when he did come and he showed up so at the end of the day you just want your dad to show up even if you don't have the greatest relationship or anything that it always means something your parents yeah and i was a teenager i was like grumpy like whatever dad like go away like you know but it deep down realizing you know what i've gone through it was always nice when he came by but yeah so then when he got sick, it was like a slow transition. It's like we knew my dad wasn't doing well the moment he was diagnosed with. So at first it was prostate, then it spread, kidney, lung, uh, spine, brain. So he died ultimately from lung cancer, right? Mm-hmm. And so when he was diagnosed with late stage four lung cancer, like the moment in that in that moment, in that moment, like I was at the appointment and they told him and it was in that like you hear those words and you know what's coming Hmm. it's like there's only a limited time left yeah and in that moment you know that time frame you're almost like there's a transition coming but during that time you're transitioning and you yeah. don't even well, realize. you're trying to wrap your brain around it. Exactly. But at the same time, you can't. It's really hard to explain and talk about sometimes. But yeah, so in that moment, you're transitioning and you, I personally couldn't, I shouldn't say you because this is my personal experience, but, you know, I was changing in many ways. My thoughts were different, like yeah. much more negative. And, you know, I was becoming a different person and then that moment came my Mm. dad passed and that was a whole different situation that caused me to change even further Mm. because I was the only one there no I was very lucky enough but also feel very very bad for this friend that was with me at the time she's my really good friend um where I was with my dad when he passed when he took his last breath and so that was a whole other thing that I had to navigate mm. and then navigating and transitioning my thoughts and my um, routines, I guess you can say. And, you know, a life without my dad. That was. Right. I still don't even know how to talk about it sometimes, you know, yeah. and. You know, for anyone who has lost a parent or in any aspect, whether that's death or they ch- chose that. Obviously, I don't quite understand. Like, you know, I have an experience when a parent chooses to leave. Yeah. But I can, I can, in a sense, somewhat relate. And mm-hmm. sometimes you can't talk about it. Sometimes you just want to talk about anything and everything but that. <laughs> right. Um. So any anyone that does, you know, have has experienced that, you know, as Jordan was saying, here for you guys. And Jordan's really great at, you know, giving space to for you to just vent. So even though she hasn't personally experienced something like that. Yeah. She, she's really good at, you know, just listening. <laughs> 
But yeah, so that's a forced situation in my life that I've experienced. And I'm just going to like just shush for a minute. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm curious. Um, <clears throat> I'm so sorry. My allergies are really kicking in too. So like I have this constant tickle in my throat yeah. and then that whole laughing fit happened and it just <laughs> agitated it. So I'm like, we're doing Ugh. great. We're doing great. <laughs> um, but I wanted to ask you. In your transition after your dad died, and this is a little bit of a bunny trail, but yeah. I we're I, having conversations. We're having so. <laughs> a conversation. Um, I'm curious. In that transition, did you fully go through the stages of grief, and was that part of your transition of after your dad passed? Like, do you feel like you successfully? Sounds super clinical. Like, did you yeah. successfully complete the complete stages all of the stages grief? of grief? <laughs> and it sounds so like void of emotion but mm. um like i'm wondering was that part of your your process like did you find that you had moments you know if i'm being honest with you i don't even know all the stages of grief like i know one of them's like anger one of them's um jordan's gonna look it up right now but um or i'm gonna look it up right now why don't i look it up but um i know there's anger then there's like sadness or I could be messing these up. So the first one is denial. Okay. And then it's anger. Then it's bargaining. Then depression. Then acceptance. Mm. I have definitely gone through the stages of grief. And I feel like this is a topic that we could totally unpack in an entirely standalone episode. Mm -hmm. But I have gone through the stages of grief over not necessarily the death of people yeah. but the loss of people in my life oh yeah grief can i i believe can be in many different different avenues of life even in your personal life of like yourself oh i've definitely i have grieved yeah. myself and i've yeah you know and we'll, we'll get into that like when we we go into greater depth about yeah. our faith and stuff yeah. but i a hundred percent as you would say yeah um, I grieved myself. Mm -hmm. I grieved a lot from my old past life selves, yeah. and my past and my younger self, my mm -hmm. teenage self. Like I've, I've experienced a lot of loss in my life, mm -hmm. but not so much in the form of people dying. Yeah. And that's a different kind of grief. Oh yeah. Because you can, you can rationalize like people dying mm -hmm. in a lot of ways you know you're like well everybody's born and everybody dies you know it's the kind of spiel that you, our parents give us when we're younger yeah. when we're like does everybody die mm -hmm. and this is <laughs> suddenly a very morbid topic but um I, you know and i've had i had a good friend pass in high school mm -hmm. and i i internalized that yeah you know um very much so like i had nightmares and stuff and that was wild that was a crazy experience um, on the other side of that. And it just made it so much worse when that happened. Mm. Um, but I have definitely grieved aspects of my life yeah. that I know can be no more and never again. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's hard. So so you d you didn't go through... The, See, you know, processing your grief, you just kind of internalized a lot of it. I internalized, 
But also, I don't think that I went through all five, and I don't think you have to go through all five, if I'm being honest. I don't know, maybe you do, maybe you do. But personally, I don't believe that I did. There was, okay, I didn't deny it because I saw him actually take his last breath. I saw like right. everything that happened. Right. And sorry, I'm like also trying to think about this answer. Um, <laughs> it, and, I mean, it was a loaded question and yeah. I know, so I understand. Um, you yeah, also sorry. can Podcasters. like pass. <laughs> No, I, I do you know, want to. I can. do want to phone a friend. Um, uh, hey, bro. <laughs> Sorry. Um, see, I think what I went through was questioning: was it actually real? And expecting. I know a lot of people. I've I've heard this before, but I truly did feel this way that he was just going to walk through the door mm-hmm. at any moment because it didn't feel real. So I guess a denial in a way. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that would count as denial. Um, anger, I, I guess there would be more anger. You could qualify that that I was more angry at myself. That I wish that things did things differently, um, but not anger at like, for example, God, because I I didn't, I wasn't in a relationship with God at the time. Yeah, but it wasn't of like, oh, you know. Oh, I, you know, he just got taken away from me. No, that I never really got, got, or went through that necessarily. But hmm. it's hard, also, I feel like to look back on. So that was so painful. Yeah. That in a way, my brain cut a lot of things out. Yeah. You kind of black out a little bit almost emotionally. Yeah. And that's why sometimes I'm like, wait. Did he pass away four years ago? Was that four, five years ago, baby? I don't know, but yeah. Sometimes well, there's I'm a lot like, of compartmentalizing when we go under extreme trauma. Yeah, and we we build rooms in our mind castle, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of people that you know you get really good at suppression, mm-hmm. you know, and just hiding things away in your brain. I definitely you, did that. Yeah, you don't even. And there's a level where you have to sometimes ask yourself, is that real? Did that really happen? Yeah. And the details are fuzzy. Like you yeah. not sometimes being able to remember yeah. what, you know, exactly when did he die or sometimes it gets mixed up in your head. And, yeah. And that's totally normal. Yeah. But every time, like if I think about it and close my eyes, I can remember exactly what the room looked like. I can remember exactly, you know, how my dad looked. But at the same time, this is a weird thing, and I know this is getting off topic, but, like, I can't remember my dad's face. Mm. And that's what, like, that that caused, like, a really weird thing in me from that trauma where I hate when I can't remember someone's face. Like, I know it's been too long if I can't remember what their face looks like. Yeah. And that fear of losing someone or them mm. walking away, like, I hate that feeling. I hate not being able to remember someone's face. Especially since I'm, I'm, I'm an artist and I can remember faces pretty well. Yeah. And the fact that I can't, that I have to remember what his face looks like through a picture bothers me hmm. a lot. But yeah. So yeah, stages of grief. Definitely depression was a big one because I internalized a lot and I suppressed a lot. Because I felt that I needed to be strong for my family. But yeah, now we're, we're overcoming that. And um, 
that's a whole other transition. So once I, you know, transitioned into, you know, after, you know, experiencing all of that, I'm now transitioning into a new part of life where I'm unlearning all the things I learned during those seasons, that season, I should say not seasons, that season. And I'm transitioning to a new season where I've, I'm using that as part of my story, no longer a place of, you know, pain, but I can use it to talk about it now Mm. and possibly relate to someone else, like as you were saying. So that's, (laughs) I would say another, not forced, I'm choosing because you have to, at some point, Okay, me personally, I keep saying you, <laughs> like you listeners, no, me. <laughs> I've got, just po- clarification to cut you off. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. Of I've, When we say you, even when we're not recording our conversations, we always mean it in a general sense. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but also in a general sense of we understand fully that this does not apply to every person yes. on the planet. Yes, 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 exactly. We are not saying the entire planet is full of clones that do the exact same thing and think the same <laughs> oh, way and have the same saying. intentions. Oh, we're kind of talking. I'm just kidding. I'm just being funny. I'm just being we silly. don't mean that. And so but, just for anybody listening, when we speak in you terms, yeah, it's either we're speaking directly to the person we're staring at, which is me, Jordan, or Vic <laughs> across the way. Hi. 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 Um, or you in a universal sense. Yes. So once you're, once I was forced into that transition, I'm now choosing to go into a different transition, but using that forced transition is essentially, if that makes any sense. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. Yeah. So I think honestly, transitions just build upon themselves because as you transition, you're learning, you're being stretched, you're growing. Mm -hmm you're overcoming, Mm -hmm. you're grieving, you're letting go. Like there's always transitions. There's such a mixed bag of emotions every single time. Yeah. And on the other side of that, (laughs) right. Like you might not have processed everything that you needed to process. I mean, when I moved to Chicago, I came here out of my own volition. I wasn't forced. Mm -hmm. I wasn't kidnapped. Thank goodness for that. I was offered a job and I took it very swiftly because my job on the Cape sucked. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I got here, I had suddenly this very crippling homesickness. Mm. And it was exciting and it was new and like driving to Chicago was very thrilling. Yeah. Because, you know, you're driving over the sky bridge and you're like, ah. Chicago I'm here and you're driving and you're like ah it's a new chapter and you know I think for the longest time I told myself enough that I love change Mm. because I was constantly experiencing change whether it was relationships shifting Mm. breakups happening that's not to say I have like you know every month I had a new breakup that's not what that is but I've had enough of them to where I was always saying change is good. I love change. Mm. And I moved around a lot. And so I very easily became detached from places. Mm. Like I would form relationships that were very like in my, in my mind, in the back of my mind, I was always like, this isn't going to last because I'm not going to be here. Cause yeah. I would usually live places maybe a year, year and a half. And then I would move. Mm-hmm. And I'm very lucky that I have a couple of friendships that I still have, mm-hmm. but 
you know, those are very few and far between Mm -hmm. at this point in my life, um, as stated in the previous episode, but I felt so homesick because this was the first time that I moved with the intent of I'm never moving back to my parents' house or I'm never going to go back there as a launching pad because that's Mm -hmm. what I would do. Yeah. I would like go live somewhere, be like, woo, that was fun. And then I'd move back in with my parents and like be there as long as it took me to like get my next thing going. Yeah. And this time you knew it would be a change that stuck. Right. Yeah. At least for a longer time than you were used to. Right. And when I moved here, I wasn't intending to start a brand here, get connected into community, meet as many friends as I did. Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting to build a life here as much as I have. Mm -hmm. You know, grad school was not on the radar at that point. Yeah. And I grieved me leaving. And that was a hard transition because (laughs) that was a weird sound my throat just made. (laughs) God. (laughs) We're doing so well today. (laughs) Today is just a day. Um. Our poor listeners. I know. Like, what is up? You've made, if you've what been listening this did book? I tune into? <laughs> My goodness gracious me. Um, I was always within mm, like a four-hour drive because Brooklyn was – I mean, I took the train from Brooklyn. Um. So the idea that I couldn't just get in my car and go to my parents on the weekend, mm. that was suddenly really hard. Yeah. And then when my breakup happened, I just felt very isolated because I didn't have friends. Mm -hmm. So I was processing that breakup and transitioning out of, honestly, an abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. And I say abusive, like he was messed up and there was a lot of gaslighting and manipulation, but I wasn't healthy either. And I, so I say that understanding that I wasn't an angel too. Yeah. You know, hurt people, hurt people. Mm -hmm. That's just how that always goes. Mm -hmm. And there's just some primal thing that kicks in within us where we want survival mode and we're Mm -hmm. just going to fight with everything we've got. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's physical in relationships. Sometimes that's verbal. It's emotional abuse. Like it was so messy towards the end. And I was processing this alone. Yeah. Because I also didn't tell my bosses to what degree the relationship really fell apart. Mm. you know and all of my closest friends were far away yeah and so that transition was so hard because I was just so messed up Mm. and I was in such a dark place and I didn't have anybody that could come in and just hold me you know and tell me it was going to be okay and it's so weird now right to think that you were within 30 minutes of me yeah like all of these beautiful people that I have in my life that if I were to go through something like that or if I were to be in a situation where I was really, really not okay, I would call you yeah. and you would be here. And yeah. I have other friends now that I trust are going to show up when I need them. And it's just weird to think that those people were so close but so far away. Yeah. It's 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 always funny when you're talking to someone that you click with. You're like, what? You live that close to me? Where have you been? You've been all like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. That that good old saying. But yeah, no. So I'm curious. It's crazy. What is 
like what is one thing that helped you get through all these transitions and this oh. this has been i feel like this has been a little vague yeah uh, we've just talked about transitions but we're also not here to like give life advice but oh of course not i'm, I'm curious in so <laughs> of myself like yeah. what was one thing that rooted you in your transition well, I was not prepared for this question. Um, <laughs> uh, Sorry, I'm just flying off the yeah, cuff Yeah, you're, you're killing it with these questions. I mean, hello. It's like boom, boom, boom. Um, I don't feel is- like I ask you enough questions when we don't have a mic in front of our faces. So I feel like <laughs> I just fair. make up for it when we have this here because I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to know this. I want to know this. Uh, I feel like you're so much better at asking questions than I am. Well, anyway, like I find out stuff about you and you just you just say it i'm like i should ask more questions i should get better at that but anyway uh, on that um, on that <laughs> note uh what is one thing that helped me um <laughs> jesus <laughs> straight up like the good lord almighty because i didn't start feeling that was a weird noise feeling <laughs> you know better <laughs> And free and did a whole lot more self-reflection after I started my relationship with Jesus. If, yeah, just putting it blankly out there, that's just how it was. Yeah. So if, you know, if that's really maybe, you know, not your thing for whatever reason it might be, no no judgment ever, um, I would say self-reflection. That is a huge thing really putting myself out of the situation in a way it's Mm. like okay how would for example i don't know i don't want too many quiet moments but i'm really trying to think about this um we laughed for five minutes straight. Yeah. I think a quiet moment is okay. <laughs> We've made tons of weird noises with our mouths today. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I know. I don't want to re-listen to this. But, you know, it's not easy to self-reflect because you really do have to take yourself out of the situation yeah. and really be selfless and like, what am I doing wrong here? If I was someone else, from someone else's perspective. Yeah. What am I doing? Why am I feeling this way? Or, I don't know. It's not easy, <laughs> definitely. It's, I can't even talk about it clearly. <laughs> but, yeah, there was a lot of moments where I had to be like, okay, well, for example, one of the life transitions was when I lost a lot of friends. It's like, okay, well, why are those people feeling that way maybe? Right. What am I doing to make them feel that way? So I guess that's the best example that I can do, say, to explain what I'm trying to say. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, listeners. I, it's, that this- whole, it's that whole thing of like whenever you have a pointed finger, there's four pointed back at you. Yeah. Or three pointed back at you technically because you have a thumb and four fingers. <laughs> now we're just getting petty about fingers. But um, yeah, self-reflection is huge. Because for me, I journaled a lot. Mm. And yes, Jesus. I mean, yeah. he was a huge, you know, what's that word? Proponent? Yeah. 
of that, of, you know, my transition last year and Mm -hmm. with the breakup and everything. And, but on a non-faith related level, writing was my therapy. Duh. Yeah. That's another one for me. (laughs) I forgot I wrote a lot. I had a little journal. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I did the same thing, you know, um, where I asked myself a lot of hard questions Mm -hmm. and, you know, and a lot of that led to me realizing the ways that I wasn't healthy Mm. in my last relationship. Because it's really easy to sit there and be like, well, he was gaslighting you and he was manipulating you and he was kind of a terrible partner in a lot of ways. Yeah. But you still have to stop and ask yourself, was I behaving at the level that I should have Mm. despite their behavior? Yeah. And in the moment, that's hard to do as well. Like when I said self-reflection, it's a lot of past stuff too that I was reflecting on. It's really hard to do it in the moment too. Oh yeah. But I've been trying to do it. (laughs) Well, it's hard in the moment because your emotions cloud your judgment and you're in the heat of the moment. You're Mm -hmm. saying what you feel like you need to say. There's a lot of stuff happening in the present moment for you to stop and be self-reflective without it being awkward. Like, wait, 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 wait. I got to reflect on this. Give me a moment. Let me think for a second. But a lot of that Give me a minute. (laughs) Give me a minute. Come back in five, please. Five minute break from this fight. Thank you. But there's this... I I think the self-reflection in the moment, it's not necessarily self-reflection, obviously, but I Mm -hmm. think it's just being intentional about what you're saying. Yeah. Just taking a minute to think about what you are about to say. Mm Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is being very aware of your emotions, aware of how you're feeling physically, emotionally, mentally. Yeah. And be careful to not project what you're feeling onto other people. And mm-hmm. and it's the classic, man. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Yeah, I you live know? by that motto. And it's and that sucks. And yeah. that takes a lot of humility in the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's hard as hell. Oh, yeah. And and this isn't a, you know, and from someone who has experience in an abusive, like a straight out abusive relationship, mm-hmm. um, you're not thinking about that. You're yeah. thinking about how to survive. Yeah. You're thinking about self-preservation mm-hmm. and especially like in a situation where you're heavily gaslit, mm-hmm. you don't even know what thoughts that you have are real. Mm-hmm. You have no idea. Yeah. And because there's a lot of that. You didn't say that to me or that that's not, I didn't say that. That's not my fault that that's how it made you feel. Or like, it's not my fault if my reaction to what you said hurts you because I'm reacting. Like there is total blame shift onto you. And I didn't even know what was reality. And so a lot Mm -hmm. of my self-reflection was having this cloud and veil like thing removed from my eyes and looking back over that relationship and seeing how messed up it really was mm-hmm. without the emotions without all of the lies and the mm-hmm. manipulation but seeing it truly as it was it was shocking yeah. and sometimes self-reflection on the other side of a major transition whether it's the death of a loved one or it's a major life change or yeah. it's a conscious choice you made to change there are going to be things that you look back on and will shock you mm-hmm. or they'll make you feel sad or yeah. they will 
make you feel proud. There are some things in life and transitions that you're like, yes, look at me. I did did that. that. (laughs) You know, I did the thing. (laughs) And there's such a huge broad scope of emotions Mm. that you can experience on the other side of a transition in life. And honestly, journaling was such a huge part Mm -hmm. of my transition. Yeah. And then pouring all of my emotion into art. Mm. So like I got back into photography Mm. after not picking up a camera for years. I started writing again, Mm. like writing fictional pieces, writing poetry again, which I hadn't done since high school, writing poetry, Um, reading a ton, you know, being Mm. social again. There were just so many things that I did to not distract me, Mm -hmm. but to allow avenues for self-reflection and expression. Yeah. It's almost... (laughs) Almost a sense of revival after a tougher and straining transition. But I was like thinking, a rebirth. Yes. <laughs> a transformative. A metamorphosis. <laughs> I but am a butterfly. I would say another avenue is, you know, friends, you know, and that sometimes, you know, I just want to, I guess put a positive spin on it too that you touched on it that there's a lot of positive you know tra- transitions as mm. well that can happen for example promotion or in, a, in your job that you've been really gunning for and you know there might be tough moments but it's still at the end of the day like a positive uh transition but right it's, um yeah i definitely don't want to focus on just the i hope we didn't just focus on all the like negative transitions no, but there's abundant joy on the other side of transitions yeah i mean out of that so here's the thing right out of that negative transition Mm -hmm. that i went through last year yeah there was so much beauty woven into that Mm -hmm. and then on the other side of that i met people like you yeah and other people that i'm not gonna name because you're on my positive um transition as well like when i would just mention that i was out of my dad's I'm going to call it my, I'm labeling my dad's transition, <laughs> my dad's passing transition into my new one. You know, there's so much growth in it. And I, yeah. I, I started my relationship with Jesus and then I met you. Um, and, you know, this, there's a lot of positive and I just want to, I guess, bring in that positivity a little bit. But yeah, so you're one of those friends for mm-hmm. me that is helping me in that positive transition and taking that old negative quote unquote transition and bringing me into the light. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, and I'm glad to be here. And <laughs> I'm glad you we, we wouldn't be friends if I didn't go through that transition. Yeah. You know, everything happens for a reason. I'm a true believer in that. Everything happens for a reason and everything if wielded correctly can be for good. Yes. And, and I the say that confidently as someone who has suffered great trauma. Yes, yes, yes. That on the other side of healing mm-hmm. and grieving mm-hmm. all of that, that there really is, there's so much beauty. Mm-hmm. And and it's not, it is a scar on my life, but it is not, I don't know, it's not a scar that breaks me anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? It's a scar that reminds me of my victory. Yes. And reminds me of my growth and mm-hmm. reminds me of 
the abundant joy that I have now in my life. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's not always negative, yeah. you know? I mean, I've had turning 30. Mm. That was a transition that was amazing. Gosh, I was oh. so happy to leave my 20s behind. I was mm. like, that whole decade can just, we can close that book and set it on fire. Like, I was so excited. And No, I'm, you need those things. That's who made you yes. you. And the day after my birthday last year, I remember waking up and feeling lighter, physically mm. lighter. I felt so beautiful. a decade of mistakes and heartbreak mm. and just so much confusion and depression and anxiety and all these things. It was like, that's gone. Mm. And you never have to experience your 20s again. And that's not to say that everybody's 20s are horrible. My mm. 20s personally was an absolute wreck. Mm. But still through that wreckage is woven beautiful memories mm. and beautiful people mm. and laughter and joy and traveling and all sorts of wonderful things. Mm -hmm. But I turning 30 was an amazing transition but mm. I think now going way back to the beginning of this conversation <laughs> that bring it back baby <laughs> I'm like almost feeling the weight of wow no like you are working towards a lot right now and you're mm. building a lot that when you turn 40 these are the things that you're going to look back on mm. of yeah in 2021 you were started out with all of these things and look at me now. Yeah. You know? Look at me now. I'm getting paper. <laughs> um, and not that that's the primary goal, but, yeah. you know, it's all transitions are really hard. And, and the thing is, is that we have to each individually find our own ways of processing transitions. Yes. And yes. not everything is going to work for everybody. Yeah. Um, I am a huge advocate for journaling mm. and writing down your thoughts positive and negative mm. um obviously i'm a massive advocate for therapy and mm. having a person who is objective and unbiased non-biased yeah whatever that word is to help you and talk to you about those things and just give space to where they are a removed person from whatever you're dealing with mm. um and yeah I think my friends, having friends that I can rely on in yeah. transitions is huge for me now because even everything that I'm going through right now, the kind of freak out that I'm experiencing currently, mm. I have you to lean on and I have a handful of other friends that I trust that I can lean my full weight on mm. and that they'll support me and that they'll show up. And I'm very, very thankful for those people. And if you're listening, you know exactly who you are. I don't need to name names. <laughs> you know who you names. are. <laughs> I'm here's looking at you, kid. Um, kids. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know. Transitions are always going to be a part of life. Yeah. Whether it's a new birthday or whatever, but I definitely, um, I know this is a long pause, but I don't, I don't, I don't really care that it's a long pause. Um, <laughs> stop with the Jeopardy. Gosh. Do I to switch it up? I can do something new. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Do something new. No, I had a thought and it just whoop, disappeared right out oh, of my I brain. I love when that happens. 
completely gone. It's that. It's, uh, wow. What was that, Vic? <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, let me know if you, it comes back to you. But speaking of transitions, I guess we can just transition into. Let's start that thought over. Let's pause for a second. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're not ending this with a laughing thing. No, we're not. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> okay. I honestly... I've myself. Yeah, I think transitions are... Trans... Tran- <laughs> <laughs> we're doing so well today. Oh my goodness gracious. We can't escape transitions. They're part of life. And I think... I don't know, personally, I think one of the biggest takeaways, I guess, if I were to say, you should take this with you after listening to this episode, (laughs) is explore what systems you have in your life to help you process stuff. Hmm. Like, healthily. Yeah. Not suppress it, Mm -hmm. not compartmentalize. And I think if we're going to speak directly to the Christian demographic, not just Say, oh, God's got me. Mm-hmm. But really exploring what practical steps can I take to truly process change and transitions that are happening in my life. Mm-hmm. And I think embracing that transitions will happen mm-hmm. helps tremendously. Change is always going to happen. Exactly. But, you know, going into the day anticipating – or not anticipating, but – you know, keeping in mind that it's a possibility, I feel me for me personally at least helps greatly mm. with that. Oh yeah, that might happen, but if it happens, it happens Be- because it almost softens the blow a little. Mm-hmm. In my personal life, my experience, that's just how I feel. Maybe it'll help someone. Maybe maybe you won't. But that's I just want to add that add my two cents. Yeah, You're welcome. <laughs> This has been a great conversation. It really Because we've been. never talked about this. We haven't. It was fun. And, you know, there's a lot of moments of laughter and pauses. Weird but mouth noises today. So I, sorry. Like, yeah. my shoulder popped at one point. <laughs> like, my allergies have been acting up. So, congratulations. Thank you for you've listening. Made it. If you've made it to the end of this episode. You're a trooper. You are a trooper. A true supporter if you've made it this far and haven't zoned out after. Uh, what is You're going a real on? one. Yeah, really, truly. But we appreciate you being here. We yes. love you. And again, if you need anything, you know our socials at the Absolutely Imperfect Podcast, if I can get it right, on Instagram, Absolutely Imperfect Podcast at Gmail if you wanted to, .com if you wanted to email us, and um, Facebook. We haven't. We, we have, do a page. have a Facebook. I do want to say in closing <laughs> um, that when we say welcome to the conversation, we genuinely mean we want to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Um, we love feedback. We love feedback. Um, but I would like to say that we enjoy respectful feedback, constructive criticism, as they say. Constructive criticism. Um, if you got something salty to say, there's space for you here to be salty. Um, just DM us or email us directly. Um, and also we, we in fully embracing the name of our podcast, absolutely imperfect. We, 
understand that we're human mm. and we respect all people. And if there's ever to be an unfortunate circumstance where maybe we have um, offended you or made you feel a type of way, mm, it's never our there's intention. space for you to yeah. express yourself to us. It's also not easy to do this, to record no. our conversations and put them out there. It's not easy to do this, no. And there is a level of, wow, like, what are we supposed to say? And yeah. what if we say something that really pisses someone off? Like, yeah. there's that there. But just know that there's space for you to voice your emotions and your thoughts and your feelings. We just ask that, you know, if you're going to do it on our Instagram page, that it just be it just be in a way that is welcoming to all people. Yeah. We're human this, at the end of the this day. This side of the couch does not tolerate <laughs> bullying of any person for any reason. Mm. Um, at all, but, but we love to hear from you and we love that you're here listening to us and we appreciate you so, 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 so much and so much love, so much love. We'll see you in the next episode. We'll see you in the next episode, guys. All right. Bye. Bye.